Chapter Twenty Two of Doom Castle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carolyn. Doom Castle by Neil Munro. Chapter Twenty Two. The Lonely Lady. When Petula's work was done of an evening, it was his practice to sit with his wife in their huge and draughty parlour, practising the good husband and the domestic virtues, in an upright, zealous manner, such as one may read of in the books. A noble thing to do, but what's the good of it when hearts are miles apart, and the practitioner is a man of rags? Yet there he sat, strewing himself with snuff to keep himself awake, blinking with dim eyes at her, wandering forever at her inscrutable nature, conversing improvingly upon his cases in the courts, or upon his growing fortune that he computed nightly like a miser. Sometimes, in spite of his drenchings of macabre, sleep compelled him, and humped in his log-chair, he would forget his duty, yet awaken at her every yawn. And she? She just looked at him as he slept. She looked— and loathed herself that she so clean so graceful so sweet in spite of all her sin should be allied with a dead man the evenings passed for her on fettered hours but for the window she had died from her incubus or at least stood up and shrieked and ran into the street but for the window from there she saw the hill dunqua so tranquil and the bosky deeps of shira glen that she knew so well in dusky evenings and in moonlight and must ever tenant in her fancy with the man she used to meet there often she would turn her back upon that wizened atomy of quirks and false ideas and let her bosom pant to think to-night 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 when the chamberlain and montaillon were announced she could have cried aloud with joy it was not hard in that moment of her elation to understand why once the chamberlain had loved her beside the man to whom her own mad young ambition manacled her she seemed a vision of beauty none the worse for being just a little ripened come away in cried the lawyer with effusion you'll find the mistress and me are alones and nearly tying each other's company the chamberlain was disappointed it was one of those evenings when mrs petullo was used to seek him in the woods and he had thought to find her husband by himself a perfect picture of a happy hearth eh said he i'm swear to spoil it but i'm bound to lose no time in bringing to you my good friend monsieur le montaillon who has taken up his quarters at the boar's head madame may i have the pleasure of introducing you to monsieur montaillon and sim mactaggart looked into her eyes with some impatience for she hung just a second too long upon his fingers and pinched ere she released them she was delighted to make monsieur's acquaintance her husband had told her that monsieur was staying farther up the coast and intended to come to town monsieur was in business she feared times were not what they were for business in Argyll, but the air was bracing, and much to the same effect, which sent the pseudo-wine merchant gladly into the hands of her less ceremonious husband. As for Petullo, he was lukewarm. 
he saw no prospects of profit from this dubious foreigner thrust upon his attention by his well-squeezed client the baron of doom yet something of style some sign of race in the stranger thought him out of his suspicious reserve and he was kind enough to be condescending to his visitor while cursing the man who sent him there and the man who guided him they sat together at the window and meanwhile in the inner end of the room a lonely lady made shameful love oh sim she whispered sitting beside him on the couch and placing the candlestick on the table behind them this is just like old times the dear darling old times isn't it she referred to the first of their liaison when they made their love in that same room under the very nose of a purblind husband the chamberlain toyed with his silver box and found it easiest to get out of a response by a sigh that might mean anything you have the loveliest hand she went on looking at his fingers that certainly were shapely enough and no one knew better than simon mactaggart i don't say you are in any way handsome her eyes betrayed her real thought but i'll admit to the hands they're dear pets sim he thrust them in his pockets heavens kate he protested in a low tone and assuming a quite unnecessary look of vacuity for the benefit of the husband who gazed across the dim-lit room at them don't behave like an idiot faithful wives never let their husbands see them looking like that at another man's fingers what do you think of our monsieur he's a pretty enough fellow if you'll not give me the credit oh he's good enough i dare say she answered without looking aside a moment i would think him much better if he was an inch or two taller a shade blacker and highland to boot but tell me this and tell me no more sim where has your lordship been for three whole days three whole days simon mactaggart and not a word of explanation are you not ashamed of yourself sir do you know that i was along the riverside every night this week can you fancy what i felt to hear your flageolet playing for tipsy fools in ludovic's room very well i said let him i have pride of my own and i was so angry to-night that i said i would never go again to meet you you cannot blame me if i was not there to-night sim but there seeing you have rued your cruelty to me and made an excuse to see me even before him there i'll forgive you oh well drawled the chamberlain ambiguously but i can't make another excuse this week he sits in here every night and has a new daft notion for late suppers blame yourself for it sim but there can be no tryst this week i am a most singularly unlucky person said the chamberlain in a tone that deaf love alone could fail to take alarm at i heard a story to-day that frightened me sim she went on taking up some fine knitting and bending over it while she spoke rapidly always in tones too low to carry across the room it was that you have been hanging about that girl of dooms you met here the chamberlain damned internally don't believe all you hear kate said he and even if it was the case he broke off in a faint laugh even if what she repeated looking up even if even if there was anything in the story who's to blame your good man's not the ass he sometimes looks you mean that he was the first to put you in her way and that he had his own reasons 
the chamberlain nodded mrs petullo's fingers rushed the life out of her knitting if i thought if i thought she said leaving the sentence unfinished no more was necessary sir mactaggart thanked heaven he was not mated irrevocably is it true she asked is it true of you sim who did your best to make me push petullo to doom's ruin now my dear you talk the damnedest nonsense said simon mactaggart firmly i pushed in no way the fool dropped into your husband's hands like a ripe plum i have plenty of shortcomings of my own to answer for without getting the blame of others don't lie like that sim dear said mrs petullo decidedly my memory's not gone yet though you seem to think me getting old oh yes i have all my faculties about me still i wish to the lord you had prudence old vellum's cocking his looks oh i don't care if he is you make me desperate sim her needles thrust like poignards her bosom heaved you may deny it if you like but who possessed me to urge him to take the drimdarroch who said it might be so happy a home for us when when my good man there when i was free heavens what a hangman's notion thought the chamberlain to himself with a swift side-glance at his termagant and a single thought of calm olivia you have nothing to say to that sim i see it's just too late in the day for you to be virtuous laddie your kate knows you and she likes you better as you are than you think you would like to be we were so happy sim we were so happy a tear dropped on her lap now heaven forgive me for my infernal folly cried out the soul of sim mactaggart but never a word did he say aloud count victor at the other end of the room listening to petullo upon wines he was supposed to sell and whereof petullo was supposed to be a connoisseur though as a fact his honest taste was buttermilk count victor became interested in the other pair he saw what it took younger eyes and a different experience from those of the husband to observe cognac this to monsieur le connoisseur with the rheumy eye but yes it is good your taste in that must be a national affair is it not our best the la rochelle has the name of a scot i think of fife upon the cask but to himself with a glance again at the tragic comedy in the corner of the couch fidonc mungo had reason my gentleman of the dark eye is suspiciously like cavalier servant the chamberlain began to speak fast upon topics of no moment dreading the consequence of his surrender on the woman's part she heard nothing as she thrust furiously and blindly with her needles her eyes suffused with tears courageously restrained at last she checked him all that means sim that it's true about the girl said she i tried to think it was a lie when i heard it but now you compel me to believe you are a brute you are a brute sim do you hear that oh god oh god that ever i saw you that ever i believed you what is wrong with me sim tell me sim what is wrong with me am i different in any way from what i was last spring surely i am not so old as all that not a grey hair in my head not a wrinkle on my face i could keep like that for twenty years yet just for love of sim mactaggart 
sim say something for the love of heaven say it's a lie laugh at the story sim oh sim sim the knitting needles clicked upon each other in her trembling hands like fairy castanets who will say that a man's fate is in his own fingers the chamberlain asked himself at the very end of patience from the day i breathed i got no chance a clean and decent road's before me and a comrade for it and i'm in the mood to take it and here's the glore about my feet i wonder what monsieur there would do in a plight like mine lord i envy him to be sitting there and never a skeleton tugging at his sleeve mrs petullo gulped a sob and gave a single glance into his face as he stared across the room why do you hate that man she asked suddenly who said he smiling and glad that the wild rush of reproach was checked is it monsieur i hate nobody my dear kate except sometimes myself for sin and folly and still and on you hate that man said she convinced oh no not with that face with the face you had a second ago i think oh i can guess the reason he has been up in doom castle has he been getting around miss milk and water if he has he's far more like her than you are you made me pauperize her father sim i'm sorry it was not worse i'll see that petullo has them roped from the door adorable kate said the chamberlain ironically her face flamed she pressed her hand on her side i'll not forget that sim said she with a voice of marvellous calm bracing herself to look indifferently across the room at her husband i'll not forget many things sim i thought the man i was to raise from the lackey that you were ten years ago would have some gratitude no 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 sim i do not mean that forgive me don't look at me like that where are you to be to-morrow night sim i could meet you at the bridge i'll make some excuse and i want you to see my new gown such a gown sim i know what you're thinking it would be too dark to see it but you could strike a light sweetheart and look do you mind when you did that over and over again the first time to see my eyes i'm not going to say another word about about miss milk and water if that's what angers you she could never understand my sim or love the very warm he tramps on as i do now look at me smiling ain't i brave would any one know to see me that my heart was so sore be kind to me sim oh be kind to me you should be kind to me with all you promised madame is smiling into a mist alas poor monsieur petullo thought count victor seeing the lady standing up and looking across the room kate said the chamberlain in a whisper pulling unobserved at her gown i have something to say to you she sat down again in a transport her cheeks reddening her eyes dancing poor soul she was glad nowadays of the very crumbs of affection from sim mactaggart's table i know you are going to say yes for to-morrow night sim said she triumphant oh you are my own darling for that i'll forgive you everything there's to be no more nonsense of this kind kate said the chamberlain we have been fools i see that quite plainly and i'm not going to carry it on any longer that is very kind of you said mrs petullo with the ring of metal in her accent and her eyes on fire do you feel a great deal of remorse about it i do said he 
wondering what she was to be at next. "'Poor man! I was I sure your conscience would be the death of you some day, and it's to be the pretext for throwing over unhappy Kate Cameron, is it?' "'Not Kate Cameron. Her I loved, but Mrs. Petullo.' "'Whom you made believe to. That is spoken like a true Highland gentleman, Sim. I am to be dismissed with just that amount of politeness that will save my feelings. I thought you knew me better, Sim. I thought you could make a more plausible excuse than that for the dirty transaction when it had to be done, as they say it must be done sometime, with all who are in our position. As sure as death I prefer the old country style that is in the songs, where he laughs and rides away. But I'm no fool, Sim. What about Miss Milk and Water? Has she been hearing about me, I wonder, and finding fault with her new Joe? The Lord help her if she trusts him as I did. "'I want you to give me a chance, Kate,' said the Chamberlain desperately. Petullo and the Count were still intently talking. The tragedy was in the poor light of a guttering candle. "'A chance?' she repeated vaguely, her eyes in vacancy. A broken heart shone in the corners of her mouth, the sudden ageing of her countenance. "'That's it, Kate. You understand, don't you? A chance. I'm a boy no longer. I want to be a better man.' The sentence trailed off, for the Chamberlain could not but see himself in the most contemptible of lights. "'A better man,' said she, her knitting and her hands drowned in her lap, her countenance hollow and wan. Lord, keep me a better man, and am I to be any the better woman when my old lover is turned righteous? Have you not a thought at all for me when I'm to be left with him that's not my actual husband, left without love, hope, or self-respect? God help poor women. It's milk and water, then, that's settled, and I'm to see you at the kirk with her for a lifetime of Sundays after this. An honest woman, and me, what am I for you that have forgotten me? forgotten me i was as good as she when you knew me first sim i was not bad and oh my god but i loved you sim mactaggart of all that's damnable said the chamberlain to himself there's nothing beats a whining woman he was in a mortal terror that her transports could be heard across the room and that would be to spoil all with a vengeance god pity women she went on it's a lesson I was so happy sometimes that it frightened me, and now I know I was right. "'What do you say, my dear?' cried out Petullo across the room suspiciously. He fancied he had heard an over-eager accent in her last words, that were louder spoken than all that had gone before. Fortunately he could not make out her face as he looked, otherwise he would have seen, as Montaillon did with some surprise, a mask of tragedy. "'I am giving Mr. MacTaggart my congratulations on his coming marriage,' said she quickly, with a miraculous effort at a little laugh, and the Chamberlain cursed internally. "'Oh, it's at length, is it?' said Petullo with a tone of gratification. "'Did I not tell you, Kate? You would deny it, and now you have the best authority. Well, well, it's the way we are, Montgang, as the old blind women say, and there's wishing you the best o' luck.' He came across to shake hands, but the Chamberlain checked him hurriedly. "'Pshaw!' said he. "'Madame's just a little premature, Mr. Petullo. There must be no words of this just now.' "'Is it that way?' said Petullo. "'Likely the Baron's thorn. 
man he has not a roast and he should be glad he stopped on reflection that the frenchman was an intimate of the family he spoke of and hastily returned to his side without seeing the pallor of his wife and so it was old vellum who clipped you said the chamberlain to the lady i see it all plainly now said she he brought her here just to put her in your way and punish me oh heavens i'll make him rue for that and do you fancy i'm going to let you go so easily as all that sim will miss mimu not be shocked if i tell her the truth about her sweetheart you would not dare said the chamberlain oh would i not mrs petullo smiled in a fashion that showed she appreciated the triumph of her argument what would i not do for my sim well it's all by anyway said he shortly what with her said mrs petullo but with no note of hope no with you said he brutally let us be friends good friends kate he went on fearing this should too seriously arouse her i'll be the best friend you have in the world my dear if you'll let me only only you will never kiss me again said she with a sob there can be no friendship after you sim and you know it you are but lying again oh god oh god i wish i were dead you have done your worst simon mactaggart and if all tales be true i'm not saying a word of what i might say in my own defence he protested what could you say in your own defence there's not the ghost of an excuse for you what could you say oh i could be pushed to an obvious enough retort he said losing patience for now it was plain that they were outraging every etiquette by so talking together while others were in the room i was to blame heaven knows i'm not denying that but you but you and his fingers nervously sought in his coat for the flageolet mrs petullo's face flamed oh you hound she hissed you hound and then she laughed softly hysterically that is the gentleman for you the seed of kings no less what a brag it was that is the gentleman for you to put the blame on me no sim no sim i will not betray you to miss mimu you need not be feared of that i'll let her find you out for herself and then it will be too late and oh i hate her i hate her i hate her thank god for that said the chamberlain with a sudden memory of the purity she envied and at these words mrs petullo fell in a swoon upon the floor lord what's the matter cried her husband running to her side then crying for the maid i haven't the slightest idea said sim mactaggart but she looked ill from the first and once more he inwardly cursed his fate that constantly embroiled him in such affairs ten minutes later he and the count were told that the lady had come round and with expressions of deep sympathy they left petullo's dwelling End of chapter 22